We are duck hunting fanatics. Knee deep in the duck blind. If it flies, it dies. Only duck hunting fanatics know what it feels like to see a brightly colored Drake Mallard cup its wings and soar towards your decoys. It's what we do and it's what we love. Duck hunting fanatics with boots on the ground, eyes in the skies reports. And we get it from professional duck guides all across the country. We interview them for their top tips and tricks from their years of experience from the duck hunting blind. This is Duck Hunting Fanatics, and this is Eric Wilkes. Greetings, friends and fellow duck hunting fanatics. Eric Wilkes here with another episode of Knee Deep in the Duck Blind. And we have a couple special guests today that are uh, fairly young, uh, and they are not afraid to hustle. So I, I'm super excited to have these guys on with uh, their experience in the hunting world. And uh, I want to welcome Lake and Corley and Gunnar West. Guys, thanks for being here and joining us on the show. We appreciate it. We appreciate yes, you. Now, the two guys together, Lakin and Gunnar, started All About You Guide Services. Now they're down in, in, in Oklahoma. Um, and I know you guys you know, kind of grew up hunting. So, you know, Gunnar, maybe we'll start with you, man, if you don't mind. And just share your experience. Experience. You, you grew up hunting. You actually owned a ranch together where you guys did guided hunts and stuff growing up. So you've kind of grown up in the business and in the outdoor space, if you will. So just speak to that for a moment. Yes, sir. Uh, dad, he come back, moved to Alabama for a little bit. His dream uh, was to always open a hunt ranch. We come back to Oklahoma, uh, started out with free range deer hunting and free range hog hunting, and then grew it into a high fence uh, where we shot everything from water buffalo, elk, deer, hogs, uh, we did it all. So we, we got it up until I guess we sold the, I was 14 or 15. Uh, now I'm about to turn 18. So when dad sold the ranch, uh, freed up a little more time. That's when me and Lakin, uh, two years ago decided we, we were old enough and made our minds up that we'd go ahead and start, uh, our own duck hunting guide service. And so, uh, it was one of the deals I've, I've always loved to, to hunt, but more than even to hunt is to see people get experience what we sometimes take for granted. So, us shooting ducks is the day shooting ducks. Um, but for some people, the little things we take for granted, that is, is huge to them. And I've always enjoyed seeing people smile. And so when we sold the hunting ranch, it was one of the deals I've always loved guiding uh, just as much as not, not necessarily just hunting, but guiding. I've, I've loved the whole realm of it. And so when me and Lakin had the opportunity to start a duck hunting guide service, uh, we just took off with it. Yeah. And that's awesome, man. That's such an incredible story. Um, you know, again, you heard it right there, guys, 17 years old and, and, you know, he's been, he's been in the business, so he understands how to be a, a good guide. And, and, uh, I know Lake and you do too. So just, you know, same kind of question to you, man, tell us a little bit about your experience and uh, what led you to start this thing. Well, uh, my, didn't really get into duck hunting until later on because I lived in a bigger town and, uh, no one, no one even, no one hunted at all and if you wore camo to school you were kind of looked at kind of goofy <laughs> but uh i moved in to i don't know my i guess my sophomore year is when i really started duck hunting i found a group of guys that loved it and i got with them and started duck hunting then and then i met gunner and we're right when covid started and we started fishing a lot then we started duck hunting too and then we just got the idea you know why don't we do this together and kind of just took off honestly 
That's awesome. Yeah. And, 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 and I think, you know, speaking to, to COVID and we've said this on other episodes where, you know, it's a lot of people got back to their roots of hunting and a lot of people got back to hunting and started hunting again. And uh, it's been amazing to watch and amazing to see because uh, anyone that's in the guide business right now, I feel like, you know, they've, they've just had an incredible couple of years because so many people are now working from home. So they have a little bit more free time, a little bit more flexibility. They can sneak out and hunt for a few days and not even tell their boss they're taking off sometimes and uh, still get out and do it. So it's awesome to hear your guys' story. Um, you know, and you guys, you guys came together kind of fishing, but in, in your mind, uh, and this, this question is for both of you, you know, what really led you to start all about you guide services? I would say me and Lycan, so through COVID, we started, you know, his, his senior year got canceled. Uh, dude played football, was an absolute – for baseball, was an absolute freak at baseball, was going to college, play baseball. And then, you know, when COVID happened, that, like you said, he started hunting and fishing all the time, more than he already did. And so he stayed home, and when he didn't go to college – it was one of the deals I, I loved guiding. Um, you know, I've been doing it for 14 years when roughly when COVID started. And uh, so when it, when it came down to it and our dad had had the hunting ranch and when dad sold the hunting ranch year prior to COVID, uh, I'd always told Lakin, you know, about the hunting ranch and, and how it was so cool to see people smile and, and get to do the things that we, we do every day and how – how people would come down and for example one year one time last year we had a guy he was in his upper 80s didn't get to, you know had always hunted hunted a bunch but there was a few there was a few last birds he wanted to kill on his bucket list uh to take home and get mounted and me and Lakin got to fulfill that last year yeah. and, and more, more than the money or anything to me and Lakin it's uh seeing that guy you know in his late 80s doesn't necessarily get, get out and hunt much we, we could we had we had the abilities to drive him to the blind uh, him take four steps, get in a blind hunt. We had the dogs, we had the everything. All he had to do was show up and shoot. And uh, so when me and Lakin, we sat down and talked about it, I guess three years ago, he was still in school. I was homeschooled. It really wouldn't work. And so when he graduated that next year, I guess it was one of them deals of now we've got the time I'm homeschooled. I don't, I don't have to do my work any certain time of the day. I can do it at night. I can do it in the morning. I can work four weeks ahead if I want to. So when I know duck season's coming up, stuff's done. So when me and Lakin sat down and talked about it, we had uh, we had the stuff to do it. We are we didn't have to put a lot of we put a little bit of money into some things we needed, but we had most of what we needed. And so when me and Lakin sat down and talked about it, we made sure we had our priorities right on why we were starting the guide service, not necessarily for the money, but to see people get to do what we get to do every day. And so me and Lakin sat down and said, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it to the best of our abilities and do it as big as we can do it. And, Man, the first year was all right, and then last year was just almost couldn't ask for a better year. Uh, the ducks were a little tough, don't get me wrong, um, but, man, we ended up shooting them. Clients were happy, never had any complaints, and uh, we stayed booked and already have and already have a decent uh, few groups um, booked for this year. So uh, we couldn't really ask for a better deal. So when it started, it, uh, it just started off making sure we were in it for the right reasons. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And and for both of you guys, you guys are, are both very young. And uh, for both of you guys, doing it for the right reasons and everything that you're saying, man, it's, it's really awesome to hear. Um, you guys are kind of the future. You're the future hunters. You're the future of hunting and, and instilling, I can tell both of you, you know, uh, the, the leadership in your life, your parents, whoever it might be, 
um, have instilled good values and good morals in you guys. And it's really awesome for me as I'm a little bit older than you guys. I'm, you know, double your age. I'm 38, going to be 39 this year. So uh, it's awesome to, to hear the experiences that you guys have put together and how you started this thing and why you're starting it. And like you said, doing it all for all the right reasons. And then I think the biggest thing uh, that a lot of places are, are um, the, the industry as a whole, like the outdoor industry as a whole, it's getting older. And generally speaking, like people are starting to age out. So then what's starting to happen is there's this monumental shift in the outdoor industry as a whole, where uh, the young guys, the, the, you know, your age to under 30, right. The under 30 guys are, you know, the older guys are finally starting to look to the younger guys for, Hey, how do we continue to grow? Where do we go from here? Uh, and they're, they're looking to things like digital and social media. Um, you guys, I mean, I got your Facebook page up here. You guys are on Facebook. You guys get that because you grew up with it. Uh, and it's a way to communicate. And I think the other big, big thing there is going back to the right reasons uh, is transparency. Um, most guide services, I mean, anybody can start a guide service. Anybody can be a guide or claim to be a guide um, because of social media. So I think there's this element of transparency that, you know, you, you have to partake in and you guys are doing it, right? And you do that by just posting pictures of guys that hunted with you and pictures of your kills when you can and um, being totally open and honest. And I think that's what guys, I mean, that's what will attract the majority of guys to you um, and you guys can see here, I mean, again, just keep doing this kind of stuff. So guys know that you're real. They want to know you're real and um, want to know that you can kill some ducks and uh, just keep having fun. So, you know, props to you guys for doing what you're doing. No, next question, favorite duck for you guys personally to hunt and why? I like it. I'm going to let you go on that one first. You already know my answer. <laughs> Ooh, widgeon. I love widgeon. Um I don't know. There's not many ducks that especially do it anywhere you go that just does it like a widgeon. It'll be 9 million miles in the air and they won't spin once. They just come straight down and land in your lap. They're just a beautiful bird. And, uh, and like, I have the same opinion on that one. Uh, we've talked about it since the first day we ever hunted together, how widgeon was our favorite bird to shoot. Just, just for the fact that they're a super pretty bird and like Lakin said, they're not necessarily the smartest bird in the world. Uh, it, it doesn't matter if you're in water or you're in a dry field. The way a widgeon does it is like no other bird, in my opinion. They just – they don't – I mean, it's fun to watch mallards circle. Don't get me wrong, and circle and circle and work a bird. But the way the widgeon – a widgeon comes down cupped up, there's just not a whole lot of birds that do it quite like a widgeon. There you go, widgeon. Uh, down in Oklahoma, if you guys are uh, considering maybe going down there, go check these guys out. Man, they're young guys. They'll, they'll give you a great experience all about you guide services. Uh, but best way to get in touch with you guys, Facebook? Uh, yeah, you can Facebook message or our numbers are on there. You can call uh, You can call me at 918-839-2402. Or like I say, just shoot us a Facebook message. We're on Facebook checking our messages and, and keeping people updated all the time. So, Facebook, Instagram, either one. Uh, most of our business comes through Facebook just because there's more people uh, on Facebook looking. There's more hunting groups and stuff like that than there is on Instagram. So, yeah, you can shoot us a text, a call, a message, however. There you go. So, you know, again, all about you guide services. Look them up on Facebook. Um, again, you can kind of see it here for those of you that are maybe watching this on either Facebook or YouTube. Those of you that are listening, uh, it's just all about you and it's the letter you, not the word you. So all about you guide services, look them up on Facebook. 
Um, it's just facebook.com slash all about, and then the letter U guide services. Now let's talk strategy for just a second. Uh, because again, you guys are down South, the birds have pretty much by the time they get down to you guys gone through somewhat of a, of a gauntlet. Um, I'm sure that presents its own set of challenges, hunting, hunting, uh, uh, a little bit further South. What do you guys look for and what's kind of your approach with, uh, with each hunt? Because I know each hunt is unique. But just in, in, in general terms, what do you guys look for in terms of uh, uh, scouting and kind of your overall strategy early, mid and late season? So it's, a, again, a very loaded question, but I'd like to hear both of your take and maybe some of it's intertwined. Um, but fire away, whoever wants to go first. I'm going to say mine and Lakin's could be a lot the same, a lot different on this. Um, we, we, we both hunt uh, ponds a lot. Uh, in Oklahoma, you can't guide on public land anyway, so you can't hunt the river. Uh, I would say a strategy probably both of us use, especially with scouting is, is we live right by a uh, the Sequoia National Wildlife Refuge. Not right by it, but most of our hunting is done close to it. Uh, and we live right on the Arkansas River, which the part of the refuge is on the, on the river. Yeah. And so uh, a lot of places close to the river that are private, ponds, sloughs, uh, and I would say on decoying the smart birds by the time they get here is this is something me and Lakin have always done since we hunted together and always will continue to do is, is we throw more decoys than anybody's willing to throw and we haul more decoys in than, than anybody's willing to haul in. Uh, places that I know guys hunt, even when we hunt, even when we do, we do hunt public land just when we're buddy hunting where we don't burn up our private land for clients. And so even when we hunt, uh, even when we hunt public um, boats, whatever, people that throw four or five, six dozen, we throw 10, 12, 15. So uh, that hunt that's right there, the one you can see on that Facebook, uh, we probably could have possibly got away with two or three dozen. Uh, but I want to say we run more in the upwards of like 10 dozen in that hunt. And they were all I think, it was, I think I just, it was 13, that hunt. Yeah, 10 to 13, somewhere in there. I would say our average hunt runs probably somewhere 10 to 15 dozen decoys or more. Um, and, and the biggest part is, is a lot of people, mine and, me and Lake and say it every night, and it kills us every night because we, re we rebrush layouts every night no matter how good they are. Uh, and that takes, you know, two guys. We have guides that help us, but when me and Lake can do it ourselves, you're looking at brushing 10, 12 layouts with two guys. It's a couple hours worth of work, not including you got to cut your grass. And right. so I would say like, 100% would agree on this, that a lot of people lack their hide. Um, we hunt out of layouts more than anything because they're easier to hide down here, that and A-frames. And people, people, I don't care how many decoys you put out of things, see you, you ain't going to kill them. And so I would say coming to make sure you're hid the best you can possibly be hid. And if and if you possibly can, throw as many decoys as you can possibly throw. And uh, that's just how we've always seemed to kill them. We run that from early to late. We never change our stuff. Uh, we might throw decoys, but from day one, from opening day, to the final day last year, we threw 15-ish dozen. Uh, I think the, we run – we hunted a little pothole one time and run 24, just on a little pothole because we knew there was going to be other other places for them birds to go. And so we wanted to make sure we made it look like it did the day before when the birds left. And so that's kind of my take on it, like and give you his. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the same um, – basically the same. And another one thing that I really like – focus on a lot is motion motion in your decoys is not just the decoys but make sure you have motion on the water and it's not like a 
mirror that they could see themselves in. Right. I've seen a, never seen ducks on a pond and it not be completely still. Yeah, and there's always some motion. There's always some in the water, some out of the water, you know, depending yep. on where you're at. And um, it really is uh, just giving them something to look at and making them curious and making them feel. I, I think it comes down to the big key word there, safety. You know, them ducks as they're yep. flying over, they got to feel safe. And they That's one thing. Feel comfortable. That's one thing we do. A lot of people don't. Is we always run. I don't care if we're hunting a pond, what we're hunting. Uh, we've always, you know, people talk about a confidence decoy. They'll put a crane on the bank or whatever. And I've always, and me and my dad used, my dad started guiding duck hunting when he was 16 too. So I've learned a lot from him. And we've always, if a goose will land there, a duck will land there, I promise. And so yeah. we always put five. Normally, on average, we hunt a pond. That pond might not have had a goose on it the day before. And we know good and well, we ain't going to shoot no geese. But we always put out around five dozen goose decoys on the bank just because my opinion and i think it's probably lakin's too but it was kind of my his idea and me and him agreed on it is that if you go to put five dozen goose decoys on the bank for one it gets them looking on the bank so if you for some reason can't have a lot of motion that day the wind's dead slick calm it gets them looking at more than just the water and so um me and lakin have always put out goose decoys it's kind of i guess if you want to call it a confidence decoy kind of deal there you go yeah, it's a great strategy. Um, again, yeah, safety and comfort. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, to bring them in and, and bring them in close, close enough to shoot. Um, number one calling tip. Mm. I like mm. Calling tip. Learn how to read a bird, honestly. Like, I've seen so many guys that'll be just sitting there hell calling and they're like five foot from you about to, land in your lap and they're still just giving them hell and they end up flaring off or things like that you just got to be able to learn how to read a bird and read what kind of understand what the way he's flying and what he's doing and trying to figure it out which that takes a lot of a lot of time and you know just hunting and learning what that what it's how to understand that i guess i say another thing with that is, is you know everybody has you know whatever they have, three, four, five duck calls on their lanyard, whatever. Um, and everybody gets in a duck bind, especially when you're in a big buddy hunt, and everybody wants to blow on a duck call. Uh, not everyone needs to be blowing a duck call, and not all the time does you need to be – I mean, not, not all the time does it need to be getting blown, really. We kill a lot more birds, turn them suckers back, shut up and wait. Turn them suckers back, shut up and wait. And so, like, I mean, that, that just goes like, like Lake said, reading a bird. I mean – but if, if I was talking buddy hunting outside of guiding, because I mean, like, guide, and, you know, there's two, maybe three, maybe four guides, you know, depending on how big the hunt is, is you ain't really dealing with that issue. But you have six, seven, eight buddies in a blind. They all brought their duck calls. They all want to be blowing them. And a lot <laughs> yeah. of we scout. We, uh, we look at if we're hunting a pond that day before and there was 200 birds on a pond and you roll down your window and you're looking through binoculars and them birds ain't doing a whole lot of talking, there's probably not, like Lakin said, probably not a whole lot of need for you to do just a bunch of talking the next day. So just kind of like Lakin said, reading the birds and knowing what, when to do what. There you go. Just read the bird. And, and I know we can't stress that enough. Um, what's your fate? What, so let's talk off season for a second um, for guys that maybe don't have a lot of time. They don't get a lot of time to go hunt. They don't get a lot of time to go scout. What can they do to keep themselves in shape in the off season and in terms of shooting, right? So I'm going to speak specific to shooting. In terms of shooting, what would you guys uh, recommend guys do in the off season just so that they're, as they're out practicing, they're out shooting, 
what can they do to get ready for the season? Me and Lakin, I'm gonna be just 100 percent honest. We so I, I fish professionally and he fishes all the time. So our off season is not an off season; it's just another season. And so right. uh, guide fishing. And so when it comes down to that, we don't shoot a whole lot in the summer. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say about September because my personal opinion, uh, as much as we shoot during duck season, we ain't, we don't practice year round, especially not the price of shells nowadays. You can't hardly afford to or get shells right. to do it. And so I would say our biggest thing, and I know not everybody can do this because not everybody's got to, we dove hunt and we dove hunt a bunch. And so uh, we'll normally shoot, I would say, what, like in one or two rounds of skeet before dove season, maybe. If you're lucky. And if we're lucky, if, yeah. And then, uh, you know, we dove hunt. We'll dove hunt open in the morning, and then we normally dove hunt quite a bit during dove season. Um and, and then we till, and we till hunt, which is, you know, when you get into till season, that's kind of back into duck season. But yep. I would say everybody things dove hunt as much as we dove hunt. And, we, I mean, we're really fortunate around here. We're very wildlife rich. I don't care if you when you're talking about deer, ducks, hogs, birds, whatever you're talking about, we're very wildlife rich where we live. Um, and so for us, it's easy to go out and get ready again. So, like, I, said, I mean, open day of dove season, we shot over, over 100 dove. And so, and it wasn't even like a holy crap good morning. And so we get a lot of reps in during dove season. So that kind of helps us quite a bit. There you go. Yeah. And, and I think that's good. Um, for, you know, some other ideas to toss out would be, you know, if you have a preserve near you, look for a preserve. I mean, preserve birds aren't, aren't you know, they're not wild birds, but uh, they at least get you kind of warmed up and get you practice and kind of simulate some of that stuff. And then uh, for those of you that got trap and skeet, um, it's a great way to stay in shape. You know, just go shoot trap and skeet a couple times and uh, you'll, you'll pick it right back up. But the way I look at shooting, it's kind of like riding a bike. You never really forget how to do it, but you got to practice every once in a while just to make sure you keep everything honed in and make sure your eyesight's still good as you get older. In my, in my case, you guys wouldn't understand that yet, but uh, it's got to make sure the eyes are still working properly and you're still seeing things the way you're supposed to. <laughs> yes, sir. That's well, what listen, we always, go ahead. We always get together. I, we shoot twice sometimes, but normally before dove season, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine of us buddies that are pretty that are that that are know we're gonna be hunting together. We always get together and have a big uh, skeet shoot. My opinion is, is you can't you can't practice for something with a heartbeat. But uh, yeah, I kind of I mean we shoot dove about once a year, and like you said, it's about like riding a bike. When you when you get back in the swing of things, it's kind of just coming back to you. Yeah, it comes right back. So, well, awesome. Well, hey, listen, I want to thank both of you for joining us today. Again, for those of you that are maybe just maybe tuned in a little bit late, um, we're talking with Lake and Corley and Gunnar West of All About You Guide Services. For those of you that are watching it, it's it's uh, uh, right up here on the screen. Um, a couple of really young guys that are out hustling and, and making a difference in, in the, the the hunting industry, specifically their, their duck hunting guides. And so we appreciate you guys being on the show. Yes, sir. We come on. And again, uh, facebook.com slash all about you guide services. And it's the letter U, not the word U. So just all about you guide services out on Facebook. Go check these guys out, book a hunt with them. And uh, last but not least, I want to thank our listeners because we wouldn't be able to keep doing these shows if it weren't for you. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you uh, learned a little bit, um, picked up a couple of tips. And for those of you that are maybe new or younger, just getting into the sport, uh, I think you guys, I mean, these are two guys you can certainly look up to. They've been doing this their whole lives. And, um, you know, you guys are doing some awesome stuff. So we, we definitely appreciate everything you guys are doing for the whole in industry. 
definitely keep up the good work. Keep hustling, man. Really appreciate what you guys are doing. So keep it up. Yes, sir. Thank you. We are duck hunting fanatics. Knee deep in the duck blind. If it flies, it dies.